My name is Jeffrey Sidoris, and this is Iteration 45. Over the weekend, I took a workshop in encaustic painting. And for those of you unfamiliar with the term, it's basically painting with hot wax. And it's a process that's been around for literally thousands of years. There are records of the Greeks using it as far back as the 5th century BC. The process involves heating beeswax with demar resin crystals, which forms what's known as medium. And from there, you add pigment, either oil-based or dry powder, to create whatever color you're after. And what first drew me to the whole idea of encaustic was how much faster it seemed than the acrylic process I currently use in my paintings. Some of my pieces are 15, even 20 layers deep, and when the gels are applied thick to create that sort of impasto texture that I use, it can take hours or even days to dry between layers. So it's not unusual for me to take weeks to finish a piece, and if I'm being honest, there have been several instances where I was either bored with the piece or I basically forgot where I wanted to go with it. So the idea of encaustic has been in the back of my head for a while now as a potential solution to speeding up my process. I started watching YouTube videos and buying books and following encaustic artists on Instagram, one of whom is Lisa Pressman, a fantastic artist and instructor who works in both encaustic and cold wax, which is a variation on the process that doesn't involve heat or the use of Demar resin. I actually reached out to Lisa, and she was kind enough to answer a few questions and offer some advice, which was basically take a workshop before just diving in. And throughout this whole research phase, I was sharing what I learned with Adrian, who was nearly as excited about it as I was. And so for Christmas, she signed me up for an encaustic workshop, which I attended this past weekend. The short version is that the workshop was terrific. It began with about an hour or so of history and theory, and then we were turned loose to start working on our own pieces with the instructor kind of making her way around the studio, which I think was exactly the way to go. As I said, I had read books and watched videos, but there is so much within caustic or any kind of painting, really, that just needs to be experienced. It's muscle memory or the way the brush feels going over the surface that really can't be explained in a lecture. You just have to do it. And at various points, the instructor would ask us to pause so she could demonstrate a particular process or technique, which was great because it helped take the piece in a different direction if that process or technique was appealing. As the day went on, one of the things that I kept thinking about and coming back to was how similar and yet how different encaustic is to the process I've been developing and refining with acrylics. It's similar in that it's painting, so you're still dealing with composition and color and weight and space, but it's different enough that I can't rely on the tricks that I use and in some case lean on too heavily when working with acrylics. There are also some technical differences to each process, which can have a dramatic effect on the overall look and feel of the work. For example, I think colors blend a little better in acrylics in terms of creating ramps or gradients, although that could just as easily be my lack of technical ability when it comes to encaustic, since I've really only done it once. On the other side, there are some textural effects that happen with encaustic that are purely random and would be virtually impossible to achieve with acrylic. In some ways, encaustic feels, I don't know, much more interactive. And what I mean by that is because it's wax, you're able to add and subtract surfaces as you work toward the final piece, building up and carving back into the layers to achieve different results. 
With acrylics, once those layers of gel or pigment are dry, you, you can go back, but it's a much more destructive process and it's much less precise. In fact, the last acrylic piece I shared on Instagram has three failed paintings underneath it. I mean, I say failed, they weren't really failures. They just got to a point where I could no longer get them where I wanted them to go. So I ended up going at them with a sander and revealing parts of the underlying paintings. But the process there was ham-fisted at best because you just don't have a lot of control. With encaustic, I found that with the use of scrapers and picks that you would typically use in making pottery, I could be almost surgical in how I revealed portions of the underlying layers. And there's also just a lovely tactility to the surface of a finished encaustic piece that, I don't know, it almost invites you to touch it. I showed the piece that I finished at the workshop to a friend who asked whether I thought the style of my work would visibly change by using encaustic over acrylics. And honestly, it's not something that I've really thought much about because I'd never really seen firsthand how the process worked. But now that I have, I think it will change, though I'm not sure whether those changes would appear as dramatic changes to anyone but me and maybe to Adrian. As I said, it's enough of a change that I have to come at the work from a slightly different perspective, especially if I want to hold on to a bit of the aesthetic that I've already established. And I think that's a good thing. We know that creativity loves obstacles and problems to solve. And it's in the solving of those problems where the happy accidents that you've heard me refer to again and again allow and even sometimes force the work to go in a completely new direction, one that you couldn't possibly come up with consciously. And that's why it's so important to occasionally put yourself creatively off balance, regardless of what your particular creative pursuit is. If you're a photographer, try shooting with a lens you've never used before. Or if you shoot digitally, buy or borrow a film camera and go shoot a few rolls of film. If you're a writer and, I don't know, maybe you always write in third person. So try to write a short story or a novella entirely in first and see how that changes your storytelling. And if you're a painter who always uses brushes, Try using nothing but palette knives, or try switching from oils to watercolors, or acrylics to encaustic. The point is, mix it up. Go try something new and see where it leads you. David Bowie said, if you feel safe in the area that you're working in, then you're not working in the right area. Always go a little further into the water than you feel you're capable of being in. Go a little bit out of your depth, and when you don't feel that your feet are quite touching the bottom, you're just about in the right place to do something exciting. I'd love to see what you're up to. Email me at talkback at jeffreysedoris.com. Be sure to check the show notes for links to a few things that I thought you might find interesting, including a terrific BTS video from a photographer in Ghana named Ben Bond. The video is a great example of using simple gear well to achieve really superb results. For this shoot, Ben used just one light firing into a 120-centimeter Okta, along with a Fuji X-T3 and the 18-55 kit lens, and the results are just brilliant. Be sure to check that out. Also, journalist and photographer Will Hunt has written a new book called Underground, A Human History of the Worlds Beneath Our Feet, in which he explores some of the communities that call the sewers, tunnels, and catacombs beneath cities like New York and Paris home. Will was recently a guest on Fresh Air, where he talked a little bit about the project. 
And if you're looking for creative inspiration, the Metropolitan Museum of Art has added nearly 600 full-text books and catalogs to their digital collection that covers art, design, and photography. And you can search these things, you can view them online, you can even download them all for free. It's a terrific resource. Subscribe to my Jeffrey Sidoris Everything feed to get iterations, in-between, process-driven, special one-off conversations, basically anything that I release in one feed. You can find it in your favorite podcast app. And just as a reminder, if you already subscribe to Iterations or one of my other shows, those individual show feeds will be going away on April 1st. So please do subscribe to everything so you don't miss anything. Connect with me on Instagram or Twitter at Jeffrey Sedoris. That's J-E-F-F-E-R-Y-S-A-D-D-O-R-I-S or on my website at jeffreysedoris.com. And thank you very much for your time. I appreciate you being here. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I will talk to you on the next one. Bye.